Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. All right, welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Producer Joe, how are you today? It's wonderful Wednesday. What's shaking with you there, Daddy? How you doing? <laughs> Listen, uh, I'm doing good. It was, uh, good. I, I just, uh, you know, I'm on Twitter this morning and it's it's fascinating because I found out um, from the, the Twitter audio out there, uh-huh. the liberals who hate me, uh, who passionately, I don't think about them, but they think about me a lot. Amazingly, <laughs> Joe, and I didn't tell you this before the show, that I have been fired from a job I don't even work at. That's incredible. Really? Liberals now? are amazing how they figure this. Yeah, you believe it, Joe's like, what is he talking about? Yeah, what are you talking well, about? Well, I was dude? sad to read that. Uh, NRA is shutting down NRA TV where I worked six months ago. Yeah. I left, of course. I took a position with Fox as a contributor over you there. Left. Yes. Um, and I, yeah, well, I, I know, which is, of course, not a really exciting or interesting story. No. Um, but to liberals, it's fascinating because they're insisting this morning out of NRA TV, sadly, was shut down that I was fired from a job I don't even work at. So, good job, uh, liberals, as always, on top of the facts every <laughs> single time. <laughs> nice work. My <laughs> wife and I last night were reading the tweets. We're like, this is hilarious. It's like facepalm. You got fired from a yeah. job you left six months ago. Very well done. All right. I got then. a stack show for you today. I want to start out with this article by David Harsani, which I'll get to in a minute, which really sums up why liberals really, really hate you and can't stand you. A lot, not all. That's good. Mueller is, yes, is good. Mueller's going to testify July 17th. I'll get to that. Some questions for Mueller. And also, I want to show you some video later in the show of liberals on immigration with one of the biggest face palms you've ever seen. So stay tuned. All right. Today's show brought to you by buddies at Ali, the best dog food out there. Your dog's health is as important as every other member of your family. We love our dogs. And it starts when you feed them. Don't feed them junk. Feed them Ollie. Ollie puts dogs first with vet-formulated recipes and fully transparent ingredients to give your dog the healthiest food possible. My adopted dogs love Ollie pet food. It is amazing. Ollie makes fresh meals for dogs with real ingredients that even people can eat and delivers them to you on a regular schedule. They beat out store-bought dog food at 10 to 1 on the palatability scale. It just tastes good because they create customized vet-formulated recipes made with all natural ingredients. No preservatives here and sourced from U.S. family farms. Go to myollie.com. Answer a few questions about your dog and they'll customize recipes to your dog and ship pre portion meals so your pup gets the perfect portion every time they've delivered five million meals and counting shipping's free if your dog doesn't like the meals send them back for a money back guarantee or ollie is offering our listeners get a little of this 60 percent off at your first box with your first box plus a free bag of treats at my slash try slash bongino that's my slash try slash bongino Go check it out. Your dog will love you. Spelled my O-L-L-I-E dot com slash try slash Bongino. All right. Let's go. Almost. Almost got it. Okay. Awesome piece by David Harsani at the New York Post. Be in the show notes today. Worth your time. Go to Bongino.com to read it. You can also join my email list on my website. I'll send these articles to you. But it is a fascinating new study that really pinpoints why liberals can't stand you and how liberals and conservatives, in fact, are different. It's called, uh, again, New York Post. It's our elites who are driving America's divisions. And it points out that I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this, but I really I, I was debating starting the show with this because it's. It's um, it's one of these. It takes a second to kind of think this thing through. You need a little mm-hmm. bit of a warm up, but it's worth your time. 
The takeaway from this study that Harsani covers, Joe, mm-hmm. is this. Let me ask you to say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put you on the spot, Joe, as the audience yeah, ombudsman. Right. Okay. Would you think practically that the more education a person had, uh-huh. the more or less tolerant of the views of others that person would be? In other words, yeah. we, would you say, let me just phrase it this way. Yeah, right. You, you would think sure, you're that aware of more. the more yeah. educated, right, yeah. you're aware more, you're smarter, right. um, you're you're you're. Your debating skills are better. Your ability to engage yeah. in a dialogue with people are better. You would be. think that the more educated you are, the more tolerant to the views of others you would be. Yes, Dan, you would think Well, that, that may apply to conservatives. You would, right? Right. Um, but according to this new study, that does not apply to liberals, ladies and gentlemen. And I right. want to explain to you why in the context of our current... Not okay. at all, as a matter of fact. <laughs> not at this all. study, the takeaway... Listen to this. This <laughs> okay. is amazing. Joe... If you are a postdoctorate degree or a postgraduate degree holder, PhD, okay. whatever, MD, lawyer, whatever, MBA, whatever these may be, uh, right. the higher your degree of education, you are three times more likely to have misconceptions about, if you're a liberal, that is, about mm-hmm. conservatives than you are if you're a high school graduate. Mm-hmm. Think about what I just told okay. you. From the piece. From the New York Post piece, uh-huh. while the misperceptions that Republicans harbor about Democrats don't improve with higher levels of education, the misconceptions Democrats have regarding Republicans only get worse with additional degrees they earn. This listen, <laughs> this is incredible. This effect is so strong, Joe, the study's authors note, that Democrats with a high school diploma are three times more accurate than those with a postgraduate degree. Wow. That is stunning. Well, the more elitist, snobbery, bow tie wearing, foie gras eating, sushi lunch eating liberal you get, Mm. the more likely you are to have profound misconceptions about your political conservative Republican and libertarian opponents, meaning you're not smarter socially. You're an idiot. The smarter you get, the dumber you get. Your social IQ. Listen, your academic CV may go up. Your resume may get better. But your social IQ goes down and down and down and down and down to the point where you can't even compete with high school educated Democrats who have a reasonably uh, reasonably good picture of how Republicans think and feel. Why is that? Why does this matter? Folks, it's very simple when we think this through. Now, you may say to yourself, why open the show with this story? With everything going on, we got the AO, I got an AOC story, the YouTube story, questions for Mueller. I had a national debt story. I'm hopefully I'll get to today or tomorrow. I got an interesting Joe Biden. So why start the show with this? Now that show's a little different. We don't have an executive producer, number one, who tells us to. It's me, Paul, and Joe that run it. But secondly, ladies and gentlemen, this is what matters with election 2020 coming up. One of the reasons we do facts and data on this show is because I want you to understand the liberal argument before they make it. Why? Because during an election season, it's your ability to debate and and argue, basically, with your liberal neighbors and friends that may convince some of them or a third party listening. You may not convince the liberal, but someone listening to you guys, you know, duke it out a little bit. You may convince them. And in a sliver election, which I think 2020 is going to be. Where we're going to, I think, well, we, you know, we could win, but if we win, it's not going to be by much based on the partisanship in the country right now. It is important that our hundreds of thousands of listeners have the mental ammunition. You, uh, in essence, you understand the left. They will never understand you because they're not interested. Reminds me of a piece I read at Town Hall a long time ago about how 
the war against smoking in this country and tobacco worked. People stopped smoking because people understood smokers because everyone had one in their family. Right, Joe? Tell me you didn't have a smoker in your family. I did. My mom used to wolf down a whatever, a pack of stogies a day. Everybody knew a smoker and they knew how to talk to a smoker. And then it compared it to the gun debate. How liberals are so elitist, their snobbery is so intense, and they're so isolated in their bubbles, they don't know firearm owners, so they make no effort to convince them, and that's why they keep losing the firearms debate every time. We get them, they don't get us. This is very important. Now, why is that? Why is it that the more educated liberals get, the dumber they get socially in their ability to understand us conservatives. It makes perfect sense. I took this down in a note here. The more educated they are, the more isolated they become, and the less understanding of the other side. It's very simple. Liberals, remember this line. Here is the mantra. Whereas we think liberals are people with bad ideas, Liberals think you are bad people with ideas. And the more educated they get, they isolate themselves with other liberals in increasingly smaller social circles. They become less able to understand the bad people, us. Remember, they think they're bad, we're bad people with ideas. They don't think we have bad ideas. They think we're bad people and our motives are awful. And that isolation in, decreases their understanding of us. When you're a high school educated Democrat who's maybe working in a coal mine, you're not one of these elitist snobs, these foie gras eaters with the bow tie every day with your cocktail parties. You go out to work. God bless you. You get your fingernails dirty. You work for a living. You add value to society. But you don't have the economic elitist, these elitist snobs ability as your middle class like, you know, like like I grew up and my wife did. You don't have the ability to self-segregate into the cocktail party circuit. You don't. We didn't grow up like that. I think one of the abilities me and Paula and Joe have on this show is growing up in middle-class environments. We dealt with people of all political stripes. It enables us to understand the smoker because we knew a smoker. Liberals, as they get more educated, that's not what they do. Because they think we're bad people, they self-segregate into smaller and smaller and smaller elitist snob circles of other lawyers and other professionals, Hollywood snobs, and they stick to their guns that we are bad people. And because they don't know us and because they're isolated, they don't care. We don't feel that way. We feel like they're people with bad ideas. Therefore, we don't feel the need to avoid them. You want to debate? Let's debate. My favorite segments on Fox are when I debate liberals. My favorite ones, hands down. That's not the same for liberals. I'll bet a lot of them don't want to debate me. Folks, this piece is worth your time. Again, David Harsani in the New York Post. Please check it out. It'll be in the show notes today. He opens up in the beginning talking about this elitist sci-fi writer who basically writes a novel about this too, how America's you know, fracturing into this, you know, uh, this bunch of uh you know, uh, hayseed chewing uh, uh, idiots like us, uh, and then these elitists. Of, did I lose you for a second? Yeah, Were you man. there? Yeah, we had an internet issue here. Oh, we did. All yeah. right. I'm like, where's Joe? I, 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 usually I hear a little bit of feedback right. from you. 
It's the first time I've ever. So that's the that's my point. So, oh, folks, remember, they think we are bad people with ideas. We think there are people with bad ideas and we want to convince them. They don't want to convince you. They want to self-segregate. And the smarter they get, their social circles get smaller and smaller and smaller. They avoid conservatives and libertarians and Republicans at all costs because they think you're awful. Mm. And therefore, they have no ability to debate because they never have to debate. An important story worth your time. Okay, uh, moving on. So last night I was uh, doing a, a an appearance. I was going to say hit. I don't like to use the industry lingo because that makes means different things to different people. Yeah, I was doing an appearance on Sean Hannity's show from my home office right here. I just changed the screen in the background for those of you looking for a little behind the scenes action. And uh, while I was on the air, I was supposed to be debating Geraldo about immigration. And what happened is it was a curveball because Jerry Nadler announced uh, with Adam Schiff last night that Bob Mueller is now going to testify up on Capitol Hill. Have the story up at Bongino.com. Hmm. Uh, you can see it there on July 17th. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I said last night on the air, and I will say again, I think this is going to blow up in absolutely spectacular fashion for the Democrats again mm -hmm. because Bob Mueller's case was a train wreck. The report was a train wreck. And Mueller has specifically stated he is not going to testify to anything outside of the four corners of his report. His report exonerated President Trump. I love tweeting that because it drives liberals crazy. President Trump was not charged with anything. The evidence of obstruction was tainted because he left out all the uh, exculpatory evidence. Mm -hmm. Mueller's report is a joke. It's a fairy tale for idiots. And the problem is now that Mueller was subpoenaed by these two morons, Nadler and Schiff, these two liberal Democrats, I'm not sure they realize how badly and in epic fashion this is going to absolutely explode in their face okay nadler has been entirely incompetent running this case nadler is the one uh jerry nadler he brought hope hicks up there president trump's old communications director mm -hmm. started calling her mrs lewandowski and one of the most misogynistic disgusting displays i've ever seen he's the one who brought up john dean uh the nixon era lawyer for uh, Richard Nixon testimony entirely blew up in John Dean's face, made the Democrats look like idiots. Jerry Nadler has no ability to manage this. Now, I received a bunch of emails and tweets from listeners last night saying, Dan, you have to address why are they doing this? Why are they bringing Mueller back? Hmm. Okay. Right. I, I, I just laid out reason number one. Reason number one is Nadler's a moron, folks. He's a moron. Listen to me. I have a lot of good sources up there. A lot. Mm -hmm. The Democrats up on the Hill, Joe, are furious with Nadler. <laughs> he has entirely mismanaged this impeachment Mueller report inquiry from day one. Right. He has blown it. Every hearing he's called has blown up in his face. He has made a fool out of himself. It is it, he is he's just incompetent. That's reason number one. He just doesn't know what he's doing. I'm not sure Nadler even understands how badly the Mueller report is going to blow up in Mueller's face when he's forced to answer questions about it. Yeah. But number two, why are they doing this, the Democrats? Because, ladies and gentlemen, they don't have anything else. Nadler is desperate to stay in front of the cameras because he just... These are not good people. Stop applying motives to people like Nadler 
And Schiff, when I say good people, I'm talking about these committee folks. Right. I'm not talking about right. Democrats in general. I'm talking about, mm-hmm. I don't want to do what they do to us. I'm talking about Nadler and Schiff. These are not good people. Their motives are to stay in front of the cameras because they reside from really liberal Democrat plus 20 districts in some cases, and they need to raise money. In other words, Nadler and Schiff, follow me here. There is no penalty for their behavior at all. Right. They are not running in competitive districts. Mm-hmm. The districts will vote them in no matter what. They could be caught on camera stealing Donald Trump's French fries, and it doesn't matter. Nadler and Schiff will get reelected. Because of that, they can make really stupid moves <laughs> because the people in their districts won't penalize them. And these stupid moves are to continue to torture the Trump administration by bringing them into Congress and making them answer ridiculous questions about a crime that never happened. Mm -hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, other Democrats are furious about this. I'm getting this from the Hill. There are people running in competitive districts, Democrats, where they could actually lose, where they won by a sliver, Ah. even in the the Democrat wave last time. Joe, who are in a panic about this, understanding how stupid this decision was. Sure. But Nadler doesn't care. They want to beat up and treat the Trump administration like a punching bag because it doesn't matter for Nadler. It's as simple as that. Now, some questions for Mueller. I said last night at Hannity, I'll repeat again. When exactly did you know there was no collusion? He's going to be under oath now. I want that answer. He, I'm telling. Here's the answer, folks. When the minute he gets hired, he knows there's right. no collusion because he hires Andrew Weissman as his lead investigator, who knows a year earlier Mueller's hired in May of 2017. Weissman knows in August of 2016, a year earlier, a little less than a year. Weissman knows where the dossier came from. He knows it's a garbage political document. You think Weissman doesn't tell Mueller that? I want someone, if Congress is listening, please, I know some of you listen, make sure you nail him down under oath when Weissman informed him exactly about the details of where the dossier came from. Because it'll prove to you that for 600 plus days, Bob Mueller was engaged in a witch hunt of Donald Trump and knew the entire time that this case, this collusion thing was a hoax. The obstruction charge was always nonsense. It was an excuse to keep the case open. Question two, now that we know from John Solomon's piece about the Black Ledger and Paul Manafort, Mm -hmm. how the Black Ledger, this alleged document that showed that Manafort, uh, his campaign manager at one point, Trump, uh, that that he was paid in cash with these illicit payments. Mm -hmm. We now know, according to John Solomon's reporting, that that Black Ledger was likely a fraud. When did you find that out? When did you find out you may be investigating Manafort on illicit payments based on another fraudulent document in addition to the fraudulent dossier you were using? When did you find that out, Bob? Question number three. You again were after Manafort because of his communications with Konstantin Kalimnik. Suggesting that Kalimnik was a Russian intel guy and this was all nefarious. Any contacts Manafort had with Kalimnik were open for investigation. When did you find out, as Solomon reported as well in the Hill, that Konstantin Kalimnik was a State Department intelligence source for who? Uh, Yes, the Obama administration. That's right. Did you investigate them too? Bob? 
Can't have it both ways, Bobby. Can't have communications with Kalimnik between Manafort as evidence of collusion. And then when Kalimnik's communicating with the Obama State Department, that's not collusion. Same guy. Same guy. Can't have it. I'd like to see someone ask that. I'd like to see somebody ask him why Natalia Veselnitskaya, the the, uh, Russian lawyer, meets with Don Trump Jr. at Trump Tower in this infamous meeting. I'd like to know why that you dedicated multiple pages of your report to that and you don't mention anywhere that Veselnitskaya was working for the company hired by Hillary Clinton. Bob, you want to answer that one? Bobby, Bobby, how about we get to the bottom of that one? Huh, Daddy-O? Yeah, baby. You got an answer for that? I hope someone's taking notes on this. I don't mean to be disrespectful to people up on the hill. Right. I mean that. I, I I should have phrased that, but I'm serious. If someone doesn't ask these questions, consider it political malpractice. Why didn't you mention that, Bob? Uh, that's not relevant. How is that not relevant? You're suggesting in your ridiculous op-ed known as the Mueller Report. It's an opinion piece, folks. It's not a serious document. You're suggesting that this meeting with Veselnitskaya is somehow, what, evidence of some... Why would you include it otherwise? Evidence of some illicit activity? Yet you don't mention that the very same woman is working for Team Hillary through a surrogate? Oh. You don't mention that at all. That's not relevant? Oh, man. Bob. 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 <laughs> One final question. Bobby. Bobby. <laughs> Big old Bob. So Lisa Page has already testified under oath. Upper level FBI lawyer. Yeah. Worked right under Andy McCabe, the deputy director. She had already testified under oath that when you were hired in May of 2017, Bob, that the FBI, despite many months of investigating Donald Trump, still couldn't find anything. And she, quote, said it still could have been literally nothing, the collusion charge. Bob, if it was literally nothing, as the FBI is suggesting, why were you still investigating collusion? Why were you still investigating collusion after July of 2017 when the inspector general gives you the text between Lisa Page and Stroke and they lay out their whole scheme because they hate Donald Trump? Why were you still investigating? Hmm. Were you interested in any of that? Bob, there's your questions for Bob. Bob's in big trouble. All right. Uh, today's show also brought to you by our buddies at Brickhouse Nutrition. You know I'm a big fan of Brickhouse Nutrition and their supplements. Oh, I got one of those things here for you. Yes, I do. Here it is. Here it is. Foundation. Ah, Foundation. Is. This is one of the best supplements out there. Love this stuff. Joe loves it. His yeah. son, little Joe, loves it. Yeah. My family loves it. We all take it. Paula takes it. I take it. I can't say enough about this product. You want to look better? You want to feel better? You want to perform better? Notice how I'm synchronizing my my things here? Here, here it is. Yeah. For those listening on the audio. There it's it is. Pretty good. Yeah. Better not do that too much. Found- <laughs> <laughs> Foundation by BrickhouseNutrition.com. Go to BrickhouseNutrition.com slash Dan. BrickhouseNutrition.com slash Dan. This is a creatine ATP blend. It is like supercharged creatine. What does it do? Let's get to the Let's talk turkey. It makes you look better. You don't believe me? Take the seven-day Dan Bongino mirror test. I'm not making this up, folks. Don't take my word for it. Try the product, Foundation. Go to the mirror. Take a mental snapshot of what you look like. Come back seven days later. You're going to be like, nice. 
You don't believe me you're going to perform better? Take a little uh, notebook with you. Take some notes about how many reps you do, squats, bench press, push-ups, whatever it may be. Come back seven days later, look at those notes. You will perform better with foundation. Look better, feel better, perform better. I take it before the show. Go to BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. Pick up a bottle of foundation today. It is the best supplement out there. You will not regret it. Love this product. The company cares about their quality. Best quality nutrition supplements out there. BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. Foundation. Check it out. Got my little box of gizmos there next to me. We're getting a new office, so you may see a different <laughs> look to the show coming soon. There's a lot of remodeling going on nah. here. All right, moving on. Uh, what was the story? Okay, two, three. I got them numbered here. So the three comes after the two, which always works. Okay, um, YouTube. We've been talking about YouTube just to show you what, uh, what nonsense is going on. I, I can't believe it. I really can't believe this, this whole YouTube scheme. For those of you who missed the last two days' shows, mm-hmm. uh, I encourage you to watch the Monday and Tuesday show, 1008 and 1009. James O'Keefe did uh, Project Veritas has stunning undercover video. I played it yesterday and the day before of YouTube executives basically talking about how they suppress conservative content in the guise of fairness. Um, Folks, we all know it's happening for YouTube to deny it is utterly absurd and outrageous. But here's a YouTube's taking a shot at comedy today. Mm -hmm. Here's a tweet they put out at YouTube Insider. We've had lots of questions today uh, clarifying we apply our policies fairly and without political bias. All creators are held to the same standard. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Uh, red, ho- red flag yeah. for review. There Come we go, on. folks. I am calling total BS on that. Yeah. Now, Joe, I didn't show you this before the show. No. Just to show you. So yesterday, we provide YouTube, by the way, with content. YouTube makes money mm-hmm. off our content by selling ads. That money is split, I think, kind of an unfair split with us. And folks... With us, we wind up getting demonetized all the time on YouTube for reasons they never described to us at all. Big tech tyranny is real. They hate conservatives. They won't even describe to us why our videos are demonetized. Now, you may say, well, why continue to post there? Because, ladies and gentlemen, it's not about the money. Paul and I will be fine. We mm-hmm. will. Joe will be fine. Joe's yep. job is secure. I, we're not. It's fine. We will be okay. We have other platforms to get our way out, uh, get our content out there. I am not worried, but it's not pleasant. The fact that we put our content up on YouTube and they demonetize us is an insult, but it does us more good to get these ideas out there and to have people share them than it does for me to say, well, I'm just going to boycott YouTube. Right? I, you know, yeah. it may come to that in the future. Mm-hmm. I have a plan B I'm working on, but not now. We're still here now and it does help us for you to subscribe a lot. Now, I'm going to ask you a favor because I'm going to show you something in a minute, a picture of our own content. But ladies and gentlemen, it's clear YouTube's algorithm, which really means their discrimination policies against conservatives. It's clear they have a way of making our content not, say, a suggested recommendation. In other words, they won't suggest our content to others while they'll do it for liberals, right? Right. Why do I bring this up? I bring this up as a personal plea to you to talk about, number one, the YouTube story. But really, I don't do this a lot on the show. Ladies and gentlemen, I need you to share the content, to share the YouTube, to share the link, to share our our Omni link, to share our Apple podcast link. I need you. We don't have a marketing budget big enough like other conservative outlets to bypass YouTube censors. We don't. I need you. Now. We started talking about YouTube censorship and look what happened to our views on YouTube. Just to show you how real this is. Here's episode 1008, me making that funny face. Nice screenshot there. Episode 1008. 
where we first, we had 208,000 views overnight on that show. I guess YouTube gets wind that we're talking about YouTube and also look at what happened last night. 80,000 views. Ladies and gentlemen, that was not by chance. Okay. The content was good. The content was fine. You may say, well, do you have data to back that up? I do. Hmm. Our Omni show, our audio only podcast available on Apple, iHeart, SoundCloud and elsewhere, not YouTube. Our audio only show was up, not down. So if it was a content problem, right. then obviously, you know, the other words show, maybe sometimes it's just, maybe the show just doesn't interest people. Then why would the show go up from Monday to Tuesday on audio? How about that? And then go down dramatically on YouTube. Yeah. Because clearly they're censoring conservative content, folks. It's ridiculous. It's, the lies are endless. Now, it's that algorithm. What's that? Yeah. Yeah, the math guy who invented the internet. Al Gore invented the internet too. That's good. And he probably invented the algorithm that they use to very good to silence and suppress conservative content. It's happening. So it's a plea to you to please share our content because we can't do the show without you. But ladies and gentlemen, this stuff is real. It happens. All right. Um, I want to get to this story too. This is important. I've got some killer video here of uh, the immigration. The immigration story is really... Um, it's gotten it's gotten bad right now. It's gotten really bad because this is a legitimate, full-blown now crisis at the southern border. Mm-hmm. It is a crisis at the southern border that's being made worse by constant litanies of liberal lies in an effort to gaslight you about what's not happening, about what's happening. This is important. So just to be clear on this. There was a story I covered yesterday about children being kept in a facility along the southern border. Those children are in that facility. It's important you understand why. Because they were brought to the country illegally. Ladies and gentlemen, there is a legal way to enter the United States of America. You will not be detained in a facility if you simply abide by the law. That is just a fact. Liberals don't want you to understand that. They want you to believe that the United States is just randomly plucking people off at border crossings and imprisoning them in what AOC calls concentration camps, in one of the dumbest comments in the history of the U.S. Congress. But she's good for that. Knows nothing. And what she does know is typically wrong. That is not what's happening. These children are in the facility in question where the conditions granted are not very good because the children have been brought here with people who are not their parents illegally. Number one, they're brought here illegally. Number two, they've been brought here by people who are claiming that they're their parents and they're not. They take a cheek swab DNA. It's not their kid. Do you understand this, Libs? Is this hard to figure out? You have a child at a border being trafficked by a person saying it's their parent when it's not. The United States government is not going to leave the child with a child trafficker. Is this what's hard about this? You're brought here illegally by a person trafficking you and you want the government to do what? Let the child just roam around with a child trafficker in the United States of America? The kid could be being sexually abused, physically abused. Has any of this occurred to you? So it's easy for people like AOC to say the conditions are bad, they're concentration camps, while never getting to the source of the problem. Well, why? 
Open up chapter one of the book. Don't start at chapter six, like Thomas Sowell said in a debate once. And I always appreciate that liberals always let his line was, why do you guys always start the story in the middle? These are concentration camps. These kids are being kept in. How did they get there? Well, they were brought here illegally. Oh, they were by who? Oh, they were brought here by people claiming to be their parents that aren't. Oh, by child traffickers. Oh, okay. Interesting. Now, Rich Lowry has a really good piece in the New York Post. I really like you to read. Listen, this is not a Trump guy at all, okay? Rich is a Republican, but he was a pretty prominent, you know, anti-Trump guy for a while. But it's a piece worth your time. I say that because even he defends Trump in this. Title, Border Camp Conditions Are a Disgrace, But There's No Conspiracy Behind It by Rich Lowry up in the show notes today. He points out inside the piece that these facilities, due to the volume of children being trafficked, are not ready for this. From the piece, assuming the account is accurate, one wonders how we could treat anyone this way, let alone children. But a lawyer who talked to the New Yorker mentioned a telling fact. The facility that they're talking about, the concentration camp, Mm -hmm. previously had a capacity of 104, and it never held children before. Yet now it holds roughly 350 children apparently accommodated by a new warehouse. All this is consistent with vast numbers of migrants, many of them families and children, flooding the border and overtaxing facilities never meant for these kinds of numbers or this demographic. Folks, I am so... I'm tired of being tired. I'm not even tired. I'm tired of being tired about this liberal. I hate America. America's a horrible place. We put kids in concentration camps. This, it, you guys are sick. We are dealing with an unprecedented crisis at our southern border. Hundreds of thousands of people flooding it illegally. Many bringing kids with them to get around the Flores consent decree where we can't hold kids for more than 20 days, which forces us to release the parents to. Mm -hmm. Incentivizing them to bring kids with them, in many cases, who are not even their own kids. These kids are being trafficked across the border, back and forth, with adults, so the adults can't be detained more than 20 days. Stop starting the story in the middle. You know, although I was happy to be on Fox last night about the Mueller thing, I was actually looking forward to that immigration debate Mm -hmm. with Geraldo Mm -hmm. to see what he would say about this. Stop starting the story in the middle. These kids are in facilities that are not, that are, the conditions aren't very good. You mean the facilities that were not conditioned to hold all these people who are now coming here illegally? You mean those facilities? Now, This is an unprecedented crisis. We have never had this volume of people enter our country illegally at the same time. We are not one big giant hotel chain. But remember the Democrat, these fraud Democrats in the media. They're Democrats, they're not reporters. Remember these frauds, Joe, Mm -hmm. a while ago who now are claiming there are concentration camps on the border. And I got this AOC tweet coming in a minute, by the way, that's going to blow your mind. Don't go anywhere. Right. Show you how re- how ignorant this ignoramus of a, con- a congresswoman is. She's a train wreck. But when we had the opportunity to fix this problem a little while ago, fascinatingly enough, we had CNN lunatics telling us there's nothing to worry about. Hat tip to CNN for here's this video of Don Lemon, otherwise known as Don Lemon. Don Lemon telling us a little while ago, Joe, 
Don't worry about it. No. I, now that remember, just keep in mind we're going with okay. this. Now we have this devastating problem and this crisis with concentration camps on the border. But Don Lemon, here's him a little while ago telling us there's nothing to worry about, folks. No worries at all. Play the cut. Here's a really, really disgraceful thing. Okay, you listening? All of this, this whole mess is manufactured. It's a manufactured crisis, a non-crisis at the border that's really not fooling anybody. People may think, oh, it's a crisis, it's a crisis. They know it's not a crisis. That's all for political expediency. That's all for getting what they want. That's all for saving this president's rear end. After all, what kind of emergency is it when you do absolutely nothing about it for the first two years of your term? When you let 35 days of shutdown go by and not, incidentally, force 800,000 federal workers to go without their paychecks. When you give Congress three weeks to make a deal for far less than you wanted, and then, and only then, declare an emergency. What are we, stupid? A manufactured emergency. All to keep a campaign promise that the majority of Americans don't want you to keep. What kind of emergency is that? Do you see the frauds? <sighs> the epic frauds these people are. Let's rewind the tape, go back to the beginning of the show, what I told you. Why liberals, the smarter they get, the more educated they are, why they hate you even more. Because again, they're not arguing ideas, ladies and gentlemen, or principles. They are arguing that you are a bad person. Trump, bad. Conservatives, bad. Islamophobic, misogynistic, phobophobic, phobophobic, xenophobic, phobophobic, phobophobic, phobophobes. They're arguing you are a horrible person. They're not arguing ideas. How do we know that? Because that's Don Lemon a couple months ago saying there's no crisis at the border. The same Don Lemon now. Let me read you a Don Lemon quote. Hmm. By the way, hat tip Stephanie Hamill for this. All right. I just, I'm sorry, I screenshotted this. Uh, Stephanie Hamill, where is that? Oh, darn it. What? Yeah, I, I'm sorry, folks. I forgot. I, I thought I took a screen. What? Oh, put it up. Did I send it to you? Oh, good. See, my wife's there for the rescue. This is what happens when you have like a, an, uh, an unfiltered show. This is Don <laughs> Lemon, though. The Stephanie Hamill tweet, which yeah. you can see now. Thankfully, Paula rescued me there. Don Lemon today calling it a crisis. Folks, they're not arguing principles or ideas. Do you, you get what I'm saying? This is critical. You understand yeah. this. They're arguing you were conservative. Yes, you yes. are awful. You're a terrible person. Yeah. Look, you can see it yourself. That's the quote from Don Lemon. Don Lemon now, we are in a crisis. Don Lemon a few months ago, we're not in a crisis. He's not arguing an idea. He's arguing that you are horrible. And this immigration is your fault because your motives are bad. They are frauds. These people are grade A, tier one, level six TDS infected frauds. There's more. It's not just Don Lemon. Hat tip Tucker, by the way, that's his nickname. <laughs> This is so-called uh, journalist, fake news specialist in reality, Jim Acosta, 
down at the southern border. Uh, Jim Acosta and Siena, by the way, now claiming we're in a concentration camp-like crisis, mm. right? Defending all this nonsense. Mm-hmm. This is Jim Acosta, again, a few months ago, telling us there's nothing to worry about. There's no crisis because he's not arguing an idea. He's arguing that he hates you and you're a bad person. Here's Jim Acosta. Here are some of the steel slats that the president's been talking about uh, right here. Uh, as you can see, yes, you can see through these slats to the uh, other side of the U.S.-Mexico border. Uh, but as we're walking along here, we're not seeing any kind of uh, imminent danger. There are no migrants trying to uh, rush toward this fence uh, here in the McAllen, Texas area. As a matter of fact, there are some other businesses uh, behind me along this highway. There's a gas station, Burger King, and so on. Uh, but no sign of the national emergency that the president has been talking about. Uh, as a matter of fact, it's pretty tranquil down here. Hmm. Nothing to worry about, folks. Man. Don't you worry one bit. Acosta says there's nothing to worry about. Yet this is the same network that will defend Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and her, 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 her ridiculous offensive claims that were running concentration camps on the border. Is Jim Acosta denying there are concentration camps? What about Don Lemon? Is anybody, anybody in the mainstream media going to hold these people accountable? Listen, for CNN's sliver of an audience, there are still tens of people that watch. They're in an airport somewhere, stuck. They probably mm-hmm. don't hear the sound, and, and, and they, they have to read the script on the bottom. But there are tens of people that watch CNN who actually believe these people are arguing on principles. They are not. He has no principles. He has no principles. He just argued with Don Lemon a few months ago that there's nothing to worry about. And now they're making the case because the political winds have changed that there's a crisis with concentration camps. Again, the whole theme of today's show. They believe you are bad people, not people with bad ideas. They're not arguing the ideas. Leftists aren't arguing that Trump obstructed justice. Yeah, they are seeing that. No, they have no evidence of that, folks. That's case. They're arguing Trump bad. Trump bad. That he's awful. They don't care. Facts don't matter. When you argue with them, you are arguing, hoping a third party hears the rational side. You. They are not rational. These people are immune to facts. That's why the opening of our show, we've never changed it. This show is not immune to facts. We have never wavered from the fact that there is a situation at the southern border. All right. I want to get next to this tweet by AOC. Please don't go anywhere because this just goes to show you how really, really troubled. And I mean it. These people are. This is probably the most ignorant human being who has ever stepped foot on Capitol Hill. She is the most destructive force I've seen up there in a long time. I'll prove it to you in a second. She's actually hurting these kids. All right. All right. Finally, today's show brought to you by buddies at Bravo Company Manufacturing. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're in the market for a rifle or a pistol, these are the finest rifles and pistols on the market. You cannot beat them. Visit BravoCompanyMFG.com. I have two of these. They are the cleanest firing, most precision-based, I mean, rifles I've seen right on target every time. No malfunctions for I love this equipment. This is precision equipment. Now, Bravo Company Manufacturing, this is important, right? They manufacture life-saving equipment. Owning a rifle is an awesome responsibility, and building them is absolutely no different. 
Bravo Company Manufacturing was started in a garage by Marine veteran more than two decades ago, and they build a professional-grade product built to combat standards. This is because BCM believes the same level of protection should be provided to every American, regardless if you're a private citizen or a law enforcement professional or military personnel. BCM assumes when a rifle leaves the shop, it will be used in a life-or-death situation by a responsible citizen, law enforcement officer, or a soldier overseas, so quality is all that matters to them. They manufacture their rifles in Heartland, Wisconsin to a life-saving standard. Ladies and gentlemen, this is not a sporting arms company. They build their equipment to life-saving standards. This, these are really the finest products out there. I love them. BCM. Go to bravocompanymfg.com. To learn more about them, head over to bravocompanymfg.com where you can discover more about their products, special offers, and upcoming news. That's bravocompanymfg.com. You need more convincing? Find out even more about BCM and the awesome people who make their products at youtube.com slash bravocompanyusa. I know in my safe, on the door, uh, this is the equipment I have there. This is the first one. God forbid you were in a life-saving scenario you'd reach for. That's how much I trust these rifles. Bravo Company, MFG.com. They are the best in the business. Life-saving equipment, folks. Built to combat standards. This is not a sporting arms company. Go check them out. Okay. Here's this tweet by Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez throwing fuel on the fire and proving again that she's more interested in uh, social media retweets and likes and her own overinflated ego than she is in actually solving problems. So, little background on this. Wayfair, which is a company that provides uh, furniture and bedding type uh, material, yeah. um, Wayfair provides this stuff and Wayfair is selling beds to these facilities where AOCs claiming are like concentration camps where children uh, have been forced to sleep on the concrete floors. Nobody wants that. Nobody wants that. Nobody listening to the show wants a bunch of young, whether they're in the country legally or not, is is irrelevant to that. If we can make conditions there livable, we want to do it. There's nothing wrong with that. No. So the United States government under the Trump administration is trying to get beds for these kids to sleep on rather than a concrete floor. Well, AOC doesn't like that. Look at her tweet. I thought she wanted to solve the problem. She doesn't want to solve anything. She wants to throw fuel in the fire. Here's her tweet. Wayfair workers couldn't stomach they were making beds to cage children. She just complained about these kids sleeping on the floor. So employees for Wayfair are supposedly walking out. So these Wayfair, she says, they asked the company to stop. The CEO said, no, tomorrow they're walking out. This is what solidarity looks like, right, AOC, or a a reminder that everyday people have real power as long as we're brave enough to use it. This woman's a disgrace. She's a disgrace. This is so disgraceful that even, and I have been, listen, I have been more than deferential to the fact that she won a congressional seat, congratulations, but now Mm. it is your responsibility to lead from the front. How dare you? Dare you make it an issue out of a free market company selling beds to the government so that kids who were brought here illegally, in many cases, the result of child trafficking, don't have to sleep on the floor and you have a beef with it? This You are a disgrace to the United States Congress and an embarrassment to your position. And you Wayfair workers, you this is evidence, again, of the sick deranged snowflake generation of losers and idiots who would rather see a bunch of five, six, seven-year-old kids sleep on a concrete floor who were brought here as a result of child trafficking than actually to give the President Trump President Trump's administration a victory on this issue. You care about politics and you care about hurting the other side. 
Because principles are irrelevant to you. You think we are bad people. That is all that matters to you is hurting us. That's it. In your triaging of needs at your hierarchy of that pyramid, number one for you is not even food and water. It's damaging and hurting conservatives because you think we are bad people. And the smarter you get as liberals, the worse it gets. This is one colossal ignoramus, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who would rather, with her staged photos, who would rather see kids on concrete floors then have the government fix the problem because the Trump administration may get some political credit for who cares disgrace to the United States Congress a total complete disgrace and if you follow and abide by this woman's nonsensical stupid economics 0001 ridiculous policies and her dopey you all conservatives are horrible people tweets i really genuinely feel bad for you you are being led off the cliff like a bunch of drunk lemmings so stupid so stupid let's get the kids beds oh let's not let's make them sleep on the floor we we showed them it's official. Imbeciles. You Total suck. imbeciles. Yeah. Big time. Yeah. Huge. All right. Now, uh, given that the theme of the show today has been mm. liberals uh, thinking you're bad people oh, and dude. not combating your ideas, they don't have principles. Oh. Remember, AOC's yeah. principal supposedly was getting these kids' beds. Right. But then when we actually argued that, okay, let's get them beds, let's buy them from Wayfair, she hated it. They're arguing that they hate you. You're bad people. I have two stories here. One from Axios. Apparently, someplace the Avery is some kind of bar, whatever it may be, restaurant place. Hmm. Eric Trump, the president's son, was in this bar. And Eric Trump says a cocktail bar worker spit on him oh. by Rebecca Falconer, hat tip Axios. I'll have this uh, in the show notes as well. Showing you again, liberals hate you. It's not that Eric Trump has bad ideas, according to liberals. It's that Eric Trump is a bad person. I mean, to spit on them. Liberals cannot control themselves. Now, making this because, you know, every political ideological movement has idiots in it. I'm not suggesting that there's not some conservative yeah. someday who right. may do something like this. But here's the difference. Right. Joe, here's the distinction. All right. And you know this as well as I do. All right, bro. That person would never be welcome inside polite conservative circles. And I don't mean polite like mm-hmm. manners wise. I mean people who buy by the Constitution and believe other people have God given mm-hmm. rights too. We don't spit on people. Nope. And if you do, get out of our movement. Liberals, on the other hand, will worship this uh, this person, this employee. They'll do a hero. Yeah. Look at this. Spit on Eric. That's great. Now, because I wasn't an agent at one point, you do that to any protectee. You will be arrested. Sure. Eric Trump now refused to press charges, which, um, you know, it's up to him. It's his call. It was, um, I guess, him making a nice gesture, uh, you know, to try and smooth it out. I don't, I, don't, I, I don't agree with it. I think this lady should go to jail or whoever it was, a guy, whatever it may be. But that's fine. That's his call. But liberals can't stand you. Keep your head on a swivel around these people. 
They will attack you, kick you, spit on you, throw you out of restaurants. They will take pride and joy in your humiliation. They will attack you. Look at what's happening to uh, my friend Dana Lash today. Mm. So again, NRA TV shuts down. So apparently Dana's moving on. Dana'll be fine. She's got a radio show. She's got her other, uh, yeah. uh, you know, other stuff out there. Liberals love it. They're celebrating it. They think it's the greatest thing ever. They take pride in trying to humiliate you and to hurt you. It is a sickness. Here's another story from Legal Insurrection. It's worth your time. About a SUNY old Westbury professor. SUNY's a state university in New York system. I went to one of their schools for my freshman year, SUNY Stony Brook. A fascinating story in Legal Insurrection by Mike Lachance. Again, be in the show notes. A literature professor says it makes him happy to see poor white people begging. From the piece. Folks, I'm telling you, I could read stories like this to you (sighs) all day. Nicholas Powers writes in Race Bait, or if that's ever an appropriately named uh, outlet, the article has since been deleted, by the way, that, quote, white people begging us for food feels like justice. It feels like Afrofuturism after America falls. It feels like a black nationalist wet dream. It has the feels I rarely feel. A hunger for historical vengeance satisfied so well, I rub my belly. Ladies and gentlemen, these are sick, sick, troubled people. I strongly encourage you, if you have an ounce of spirituality left in you, to pray for these people. Uh, Man. Pray for, I mean that. That's just. Pray for the souls of these sick people. You believe that? That's Is that evil. quote? That's just evil. Does that man. not punch you in the gut? Yeah, that's evil. Pure, un, un, unquestionably. Oh. Unquestionably. Unadulterated yeah. evil. Ladies and gentlemen, let's. Can, no. This is important to me. And I, I'm. Please hear me out on this. Folks, I, I'm, a, I'm Italian and Irish. It's a little bit of German. My wife is Colombian. I'm, I'm not black. I'm not a minority. I. I don't know what it's like. I don't to live as a black man. I'm not. I, I, I mean, it's simple statement of fact. But I had one interesting experience one time in a job and someone mistook me for being a minority and the boss, hmm. they said something that was really offensive. I'm not going to go into it, but it was my one kind of brush with racism, even though I'm not black or Hispanic. I'm, you know, my wife is Hispanic. I'm not. I'm not. Mm-hmm. But it kind of, it stung. And I, I'll tell you folks, and I mean this, it changed me forever. I mean, to the point, of, this was, gosh, 20 years ago. I'm still talking about it today. I may have mentioned it on the show before. I, I know I've talked about the incident to Joe, uh, who knows the specifics of it. But uh, mm-hmm. I'll leave that part out because I don't want to distract from, this, from, the, from the point I'm trying to make. That was one small incident. And it affected me forever. Can you imagine being a black or Hispanic male or an Asian male, someone of a different faith, and being discriminated, you know, against and have these insults or stuff lobbed at you six, seven, eight times a year, a month? Mm. Some cases, maybe for some a week. Ladies and gentlemen, I am not, and no conservative I know who believes in the inherent right of every human big R God-given right to freedom of every human being. No conservative I know is 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 callous to that. Black America went through a far different experience decades ago than I did. Far different. 
And no conservative or libertarian should ever discount that. And I know we don't. Jim Crow and slavery were real. It happened. Slavery was generations ago, thankfully. And our country fought and sacrificed hundreds of thousands of men to wipe the stain of it free. But Jim Crow wasn't that long ago. There were people due to the color of their skin only who couldn't drink from a water fountain, sit in a, sit in a lunch counter in parts of our country in, in an act of such pure unadulterated evil as well that you can understand why the psychological trauma of that would be hard to just make go away. You can't. Can you imagine the indignity of being told you can't sit at a lunch counter because you're black? Most of you can't. I can't. And thank God you can't. But you can figure it out, though, how awful that must have been. Mm. But ladies and gentlemen, the reason I bring this up, the remedy to this in the future, to reaching some degree of, of good, strong, solid racial harmony where we judge people purely, purely by their character and their deeds, the way to do that is not to go down this evil, as Joe accurately described it, path that the radical left wants you, where we take, as that guy writes in the mm. piece, revenge mm-hmm. on other people who have a skin color you don't like. We are not ever going to wipe the stain of de facto racism from this country that happened under Jim Crow and slavery in the past, ever by taking revenge against people of a skin color you don't like. I thought, I I made the mistaken assumption a long time ago that rational people understood this. But the left doesn't. Because again, they profit off trafficking in hate because they believe you are not a person with bad ideas. You are a bad person with ideas and you must be punished. Revenge must be taken. We will take joy as this ridiculous racist uh, author says in, in white people begging for food. We will spit on people as this person who spit on uh, Eric Trump. We will prosecute the president for a crime we know he didn't commit because they can't stand you. When you wake up to that reality, you will understand better. What exactly we're fighting. And this matters because you're not arguing with that person. You may say, what, what are you suggesting? What's the solution? You're saying now, don't bother. These, these radical liberals hate you. You can't get through. Ladies and gentlemen, but you can. You can get through to the third person listening. I'm going to leave you with a quick story. I was running for office. I was up at the Maryland State Fair. Joe knows where it is mm-hmm. up in, in Baltimore County. Timonium. Sitting there at the Republican booth campaigning for the U.S. Senate. Got into a verbal back and forth with a school teacher who doesn't believe kids should have the choice in, in their parents what school they should go. She was a big uh, you know, anti-school choice advocate. She was entirely irrational, made a bunch of arguments that were silly, not based in facts or data, and were totally immoral. Basically, a kid should be locked in terrible schools. This went on for about 20 minutes. I did not make any headway at all with this woman. She was convinced she was right. Folks... I kid you not, about five minutes after the woman left, there's a guy or woman, I forget, but came up to me afterwards at the booth and said, you know, I was listening to that whole thing and I never thought about it that way. Guy, let's say it was a guy, I forget, says, you were absolutely right about that. Those kids' parents deserve a choice. I never forgot that. You are not arguing with the liberal. Understand, though, 
even though they think you are bad people and you will never convince them, that third person listening, as long as you don't apply that same logic to them and you fight their ideas, not their personality, you will win in the end. And hopefully we can convince enough people that there is a better way. Thanks for tuning in, folks. I really appreciate it. Please subscribe to the show, youtube.com slash Bongino. Please share it. We can't rely on YouTube to do that. Clearly, they're holding down our stuff, which is driving me crazy. It didn't demonetize and everything. And please subscribe on our Apple Podcasts uh, and iHeartRadio and SoundCloud as well. It's all free. It's the subscriptions that help our content get around. Thanks a lot. I'll see you all tomorrow. You just heard the Dan Bongino Show. You can also get Dan's podcasts on iTunes or SoundCloud. And follow Dan on Twitter 24-7 at DBongino.